Okay, so I'm, I'm just going to start talking. Yeah, you should start talking. That's the whole point of this podcast. We are now talking. Okay, I'm talking, and I may sound to, to the, our listener. I apologize for the, the raspy voice. It's because I'm dealing with my second cold of the year. Yes, it's only March, and I've been sick twice, which... So not the calendar year, but the actual this... No, the calendar year. No, the, so the calendar year, I'm mixing up my terms, calendar year. Yeah, calendar year. So last year, not sick once for 15 really? months without a cold and then two colds within the last six, seven weeks. So good times. That's terrible. You know what it is? What is it? Trump's America. Okay, so enough about politics and my illness. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's jump right into uh, some... I've already broken our sworn... Uh, that's okay. Well, that's not really talking about politics. Nah, that's, that's we can throw like, little things out there. We're sure. not going to have any in-depth discussions about the new health care package or, you know, right. wiretapping or Kellyanne Conway. Oh, we did talk about Kellyanne Conway last week, but that's enough but of we that. Just, we made an allusion to we it. Made a, okay, so... Um, I'm John Sumpel. Baseball. He's Jed Rigney, at Jed Rigney, yes. at John Sumpel on Twitter. And we're going to jump right into our, our fun games. And I think you have something this week? I have no bit. There's no bit? John, so we need the, to fill the in bit. the bit bit? See, the thing is, when I film, when I when I write out the list of what we're going to do, I put bit. And then I usually, earlier in the day, I decide, oh, what would be a fun thing to do? We'll do like a new sponsor, or I'll do like a little crazy thing that popped into my head about baseball. I don't know what's been going on with my brain today, but I didn't remember we were doing this till about 15 minutes ago. So really what we have lined up, we're lucky to have. So, and frankly, it's, it's, it's so much more than I ever would have imagined a flighty, uh, whatever, doofusy person like myself would put together. So we're doing the bit about not having a bit. Ooh, yes. We can use this again and again. Wait, did I already do that? God, what a hack. <laughs> But this one's different. So, we, you know, okay. the, the bit about not having a bit is is a bit. And we can use that, pull that out of the hat whenever we need to. I think I should write like a, a PSA that's just for when we don't have a bit. And then I'll just every time. Every time we don't have like it, you can just Episode 100. That. Right. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'll just roll right into John, today's show is brought to you by not having enough time to set up for the show. Well, that, like that. That, would, that would work. Then we would definitely that have something work. to fill in. You know what? Or I could maybe give this podcast an extra ten minutes of attention during the week. Shh, don't let anybody know that this is <laughs> this is this is our life, right? This is what we do. You know, the thing is, baseball like baseball does consume most of my thoughts. I spend most of my time, free time, that is, thinking about baseball and and fantasy baseball and not fantasy and the Red Sox and Dodgers and the Cubs and the Astros and the Who Cares and the Indians. And what's going to happen? But just today, man. <laughs> That's okay. You're entitled to one of those days, you know, a couple times a year. You know what I've got? I've got a brain cold. And I've got a chest cold. So There you go. So that we have an excuse, a built-in excuse to uh, fumble our way through today's podcast. And speaking of medical issues, not the Affordable Care Act, but <laughs> David Price having some arm issues this is baseball for those of you who are not paying attention david price will not need surgery 
and which is obviously good news for him and good news for Red Sox fans. Yes. But my favorite part about this story is the assessment of his elbow saying you have an unusual elbow that appears to have the ability to heal itself, which is really that 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 was a that was a one of the quotes that came from I don't know if it was from Dr. Andrews or that other L. Artache or whatever his name is. I don't quite know how to pronounce it. It's a strange looking word. Uh, but the two doctors, xenophobic, John. <laughs> but the two doctors that looked at it said, "Yeah, you you have a structurally sound elbow, and just give it some rest." And uh, and everything going into it, David Price and as well as the Red Sox were concerned that this was going to be much worse, and it's it's a blip. Yeah, no, it's as a Red Sox fan, I was you know like, oh come on, like we just traded for Chris Sale, as if we were involved. In it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. But that's one of my favorite things about baseball. We just traded for Chris Sale. It was going to be Chris Sale. David Price was going to move down to the number two starting pitcher on the team. And then last year's not necessarily deserving Cy Young Award winner, Rick Porcello. And then I had a couple scrubs here and there. That was going to be awesome. And then all of a sudden, he might be out. And then, of course, Tommy John. That's not a year, man. That's like yeah, 16 that's... months. Mm -hmm. And that's if it recovers. It's not like, oh, in 16 months, he'll be fine. He'll be back. It'll be like rookie of the year, right? Right. Where the and people know what I'm talking about, or they don't. And let's just move on. <laughs> okay. So next up, we've got um, the commish talking about something that is not going to go over very well, which is shortening commercial breaks uh, in ball games in order to move things along. That's dollars taking out of owners' yeah. pockets. You know what? I have a better chance of making the Red Sox pitching rotation than that has of happening. Like that is not going to happen. They are not going to shorten those commercial breaks. Actually, you know what they could do? They could take out one commercial and then they could like put some like in-game advertising. I mean, there's already all that stuff on the outfield and stuff, but I'll bet one in-game advertiser is worth one commercial. And, and another thing, and I remember this back in the 70s um, when I used to watch uh, games. Did you notice, by the way, John, sorry, I didn't interrupt, but I went from adamantly saying it would never happen to... Saying that it could happen within a saying game. Saying that it very easily could happen. <laughs> this is the kind of day I'm having. Well, I, one of the, like I said, it, back in the 70s, I remember watching games on TV that when it came back from the commercial break, they were already playing. Right. So it's like, so what's the big deal? As a fan, yeah, I don't I'm think that would go over now. I think in with social media now, if you missed part of the game, people would lose their minds. Yeah, that's true. But how about the uh, the box double boxing it and having the commercial still going and then have the game in a box? I don't mind that. That would be fine by me. Might actually make baseball more interesting. But the trick is to make the box commercials not just regular commercials, right? It's like these idiots who put like half a minute, half a minute. 30 second uh, commercials on the internet when you're watching a half minute video. Right. Like, no, no, no. You don't want to do when a 30 second video, a commercial starts playing on a video. I'm going to turn it off. Mm -hmm. I mean, there could be a, a video about a cancer cure, John, and I could be dying of cancer and I don't want to watch a 30 second video. Yeah, and how, how often do you, when you're watching a YouTube video, not hit the skip button? 
you know what? I, I I would say this year I did that once because I had opened up another window and lost track of the the other thing. But that just proves the point of there was a commercial, so I opened another window. Right, <laughs> to avoid watching the commercial. To avoid watching it. You got to make it like 10 seconds. It's like, I know it sucks. You can't get your whole message that you spent millions of dollars at Blargan and Flugan uh, ad agency over on Madison Avenue. I know that sucks. You spent a lot of money. Come up with some... Get some kids to come up with a 10-second thing that sells your thing. Yeah, Vine. Or at least makes Vine, people remember. Vine advertisements. Well, Vine's going out of business, so that's maybe not the best connection. Six-second advertisement. Six-second, exactly. Or 10, 12, but cut it off. No one wants that shit. Pardon my vulgarity. That's okay. It's a small audience. We don't, we, but, I don't think yes. we to offend anybody. I, I, offend, I apologize. Here's the thing. You never know what's going to offend people. I, I've seen some reviews, and these are like customer reviews, not like actual movie reviewer guys. People like they, of my film Nowhere Girl, shameless plug, uh, watch now on Amazon Prime, iTunes, Hulu, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, most of those are free, by the way. They come with whatever subscriptions you have. Like iTunes isn't. Well, anyway, whatever. Uh, Amazon Prime. Here's the thing. People are complaining like, oh, I couldn't believe how much bad language. There's like... There's like six bad words, and none of them are the F word. Wow. Like, we went out of our way. What is Trust it? me, we had actors who wanted to drop the F word. What's, and we're like, what's hey, it rated? No F word. It's not rated. Oh. So. so maybe that's the problem is they're tuning in thinking, oh, this will be like a family film about someone losing his mind. Sure. Usually not rated means the worst. Generally speaking, I, I, but I don't know if people look at ratings anymore um, so much. Certainly these people weren't. They were truly offended at the vulgarity of some of the language in the film. But what are we even talking about now? Do we do, are we talking about the biometric testing yet? We haven't. We no, we're talking about uh, improper the language. <laughs> the language, because I said the S word. So, yeah, we were, we were in the commercial breaks, and we can move into the biometrics if you so choose. Let's do the biometrics, because here's the thing. This is, this is the thing that's going to make pictures last longer. And but tell tell what it is. Tell people what it is. Uh, uh, MLB has approved on-field biometric monitoring through the device called Whoops, the Whoops device, or Whoop uh, whose device. motto, of course, is Whoops. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yes. And the the cool thing about this though is that it's a player's choice thing, and there's like 27 levels of privacy built into it, so that the information is intended not to be shared with the public. Although that would be a lot of fun. Uh, but it's intended to be used specifically between player and uh, franchise and whoever they deem uh, appropriate. But it would be kind of fun to to be able to monitor, you know, when your favorite ball player is out at a club on a Sunday night. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know if the MLB has approved it for that. But it's a 24-7 thing. But I think they've approved it. They would have to approve it for them on the field to wear it. Got it. That's the that's. MLB doesn't have approval over what they... I guess they have some approval because you can't do drugs and whatever. But I think it's more a matter of saying that this is it, it, this is an acceptable uh, device yeah. for uh, helping teams monitor uh, certain biometric uh, levels within their players to help, you know, rest and whether they're recovering from a specific injury. Right. There's certain, obviously, things that we've never even thought of before that will be used to determine health and performance and be used against them in arbitration eventually. 
I mean, it sounds a little like Skynet. It does. <laughs> like it's, it's a little disconcerting. Like, wait, isn't this the exact sort of information that the robots need to figure out? Like, these are our best athletes. Well, some of these baseball players are our best athletes. And at some, some point, they're going to be doing the exactly. microchip like Reggie Jackson got put in um, exactly. for the uh, well, Naked Gun. Naked Gun. O.J. Simpson, rest in peace. Yeah, I think he died three or four times in that movie, didn't he? <laughs> yes. Proving that he... Can we joke about him now? Is it, I think is it okay? I think it's safe. Jimmy have you Kimmel seen the, the documentaries on him? I have not. It's a long. It's did like nine the, hours, isn't it? The, the Netflix thing on him? I saw, I saw the one 30 for 30 that was like an hour. It was kind of interesting. It was sort of like what happened the day... Right, because it was like a big day. There was like that weird, like Nicholas was doing the thing at the Masters, and you had the finals, the Knicks Rockets finals, and the the White Bronco chase. See, that's all I remember is the White Bronco yeah. chase. It's spectacular. I was in L.A. at the time. It was spectacular. And it was the first. We time. were all cheering yeah, for. That him. was the first reality TV. Yeah, really we were not quite sure that he had killed those two people at that time so we were all like go Come juice <laughs> you can you can do it <laughs> you can do it <laughs> anyway kind of sad in hindsight but anyway celebrities right celebrities gotta love them They'll, they get into stuff yeah rascals okay now the other big thing this is kind of an, in, an, an interesting uh, uh cross well, it's not really a cross promotion it's a one-way promotion in my opinion but Major League Baseball is going to be doing uh, uh, Game of Thrones promotions uh, this summer. And apparently 19 different teams are going to be having Game of Thrones themed uh, evenings at the ballpark. That's pretty cool. I mean, I know baseball's got a problem with not having enough younger people. I don't know if Game of Thrones is really younger, but it's certainly younger than the normal baseball fan. Right? Isn't the average baseball fan something like... 40 something yeah, they're they're definitely the older crowd so even if you yeah. dip into the 20s that's going to be a good yeah. thing that's a nice curve like a push down you know people are going to want to come out you know do some cosplay mm-hmm. leave your swords at the gate right you know yep. or maybe they're gonna let swords in who knows but the the they, <laughs> that would make for an interesting uh in between it's a perfect innings. match John, I got a joke for you. It's a perfect match because sometimes people think that baseball games are dragon. <laughs> Thanks. You just triggered, triggered my cough mechanism. That's a good joke. Very good. But, but what I think is, is interesting about this is because they had great success with the Star Wars theme night. And the people really started getting into it. And they look forward yeah. to it every year. And even some clubs do two, two nights during the season for Star Wars. They do I'm the telling you, May cosplay 4th. is a huge deal. Yeah, the May 4th, I think, is the May, the May 4th be with you night in baseball is the first. Yeah. Uh, and I saw a couple of teams did it more than once. But they're they're excited about doing the, the whole. And apparently there's a lot of memes out there. I saw a funny one with uh, Braun on the back of uh, Rugned Odor. And it said, you know, there was it said Odor. So like he was carrying him. Um, there's probably millions of other ones that are out there. I think we've even done a little bit of a takeoff on Game of Thrones with one of your articles on Through the Fence Baseball. Did we do a Game of Thrones? I think we did a Game of Thrones. It was for the playoffs. You know what we we did for the playoffs? Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, that was good. That was back before it was super huge, too. I was like, I was really cutting edge with that you one. You were. It was good. I don't remember what my premise was. I, was I comparing the teams, different to teams different to different characters? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is really clever. It was. It was really, you're, you, got, you, got <laughs> some, you got some chops. Yeah. Those are always such a, har- a, a harassment for myself, though. I'll come up with an idea and then just be like, and usually like the first couple of paragraphs are me 
like debating whether or not I actually want to go into this particular idea. And then of course I always do. And then it just takes so long to work out all the things that are like, it's a, well then who's this person. And then right. it's a big commitment because you got to connect the dots and you have to make sure you have somebody representing each one of the primary characters. And yeah, it's a big, com- and they have to, they have to make sense. Like you have to think like, Oh, this game of Thrones character is more likely to win the Game of Thrones. So when you do a question in, in those articles, because you've done a similar theme things with comparing to other films and TV shows and celebrities yes. and stuff like that. Do you think of the players first and connect them to a character or do you do the character first and connect them to a player? It's like asking um, a musician what comes first, the lyrics of the song. No, I would say I would say generally speaking, it, it's uh, it's both. Like normally what I do is I'll take a, a bunch of characters from the show, right? Mm-hmm. Or if it's like I'm, I'm comparing it, it depends on if I'm comparing a team. Teams are harder because like how do you give characteristics to a team? Of course, baseball players, I guess, are hard to, but whatever. And so I, I sort of just come up with a, a long list and then I take, uh, I figure out if it's a playoffs thing, then I go like, all right, well, uh, I got to take, these are the playoff teams. Who do they match? So I'll do sort of like a cross line thing of like, well, uh, this guy is like, like I did the, uh, I mean, it's not really a playoff team, but I did the, uh, the Lord of the Rings one, mm-hmm. right? So Lord of the Rings fantasy. So it's sort of like that one. I just sort of put them in the descending order of the characters of like who I thought was the most right. important to least important, important characters. Right. Um, so you, and then, you built that, construct first and then assign right. players to it and then i went through and assigned character uh, players got it. yeah so a little behind the scenes look so if anybody's interested yeah. in in reading what we're talking about you can go to through the fence and look for jed rigney's breaking balls column and you'll be able to click a, if you click on his byline you'll be able to see all the articles that he's written and he's written a lot of them I am more likely to make the starting rotation of the Boston Red Sox than for anyone listening to this to actually do what you well, just We're going to see that big, but, huge spike in uh, clicks on Through the Fence Baseball <laughs> in, in all of your posts this week. So we're excited. <laughs> but it's probably just be me. So Okay, let's move on to yeah. some more MLB experiments. First, we're... We're like, we're like doing the uh, press releases right. for MLB here. So first, Man, they're shortening, con- uh, considering shortening commercial breaks. Then they're considering the approval, or they did approve, the on-field biometric monitoring. Then they're going to yeah. be joining forces with Game of Thrones. And yeah. now what? they're experimenting with chemically treated balls that will be easier to grip. So instead of having foreign substances on... Gloves and brims of caps of all, and waists and John, necks. who amongst us hasn't had chemically treated balls? Uh, it's, it's, it's a thing, especially as you get older. <laughs> okay, now go ahead and, and tell the rest of what the story is. Now that I got my stupid joke in there. Uh, I think I did tell kind of the whole thing. Is this, so what, are the, what does it do? It's, it's going to make basically so they don't have to use pine tar, right? right well, we've got we've got the pine tar issue. We've got the rosin. We've got the right, the, rosin, uh, the licking yeah. of the fingers. We've got players with green substances on the back of their gloves and on the inside of their uh, gloves and behind their ears and in their necks or and on their P- belt. Pineda buckle. had it on their on his neck, right? right. Like in a bit old. Mm-hmm. Thing on his neck, on his neck. It was very noticeable. And the same one yes. was the one was it Buck, someone on the Red Sox with the yeah with the on the back of the glove that was kind of obvious as well. Yeah, I, I thought the thing on Pineda was sort of like uh, the uh, the guy that sings the ah who's gosh darn it God damn I hate when I blow a joke John <laughs> Aaron Neville 
Uh-huh. Can you, right, you can can't you go not back notice and that. see my dog's freaking out? She hates she hates, hates Aaron Neville. Jokes. <laughs> she doesn't hate Aaron Neville. That's racist, man. Just doesn't like. Well, who doesn't love the touch, the feel of cotton? Come right. on. Well, it, it's like when Aaron Neville hits those those painful. I don't yeah. know if they're painful, but they're just kind of lilt. I can't even begin to imitate that note that he hits, and it just lilts on for a while. Yeah, I could hear that. I can see that bothering dogs for sure. For sure. But you can't Maybe not. Those so are, your point, though. Those songs are specifically for dogs, though. <laughs> but your point was you can't not not notice that. Right, because he's got that big birthmark thing. Right. Anyway, whatever. Right. It's like anyway, Mikhail Gorbachev. It's the first thing you notice about him is not his yes. ability to govern. It's the pork stain on his head. Yes. So with Pineda, that was very obvious that he was had Was he some, a good guy or a bad guy? I don't remember Gorbachev. I think he was a good guy. He helped... He was uh, good enough, yeah, right? Good. He helped Decent. tear down the wall with uh, yeah, Reagan. that's right. With uh, St. Ronnie. <laughs> oh, sorry. Going into political stuff there. No politics, John. Okay. So we... This is... This this probably could have fit in headlines, baseball, or could have even fit in extra innings, but it's kind of a crossover thing that... You know, David Ross, who had the, uh, the the ultimate ending to his baseball career, has continued to be relevant because he's now going to appear on Dancing with the Stars. Okay, so first of all, let's talk about his season-ending game, which was spectacular. First of all, he comes in and gets nearly knocked unconscious and falls by down a wild pitch. Like and a falls drunk down. baby. Like one of the most incredible, you know, blooper clips ever in baseball and it's in game seven of the world series. And then the next inning, was it the next inning he comes up and hits a home I run? I think it was his next at bat. Yes. Next at bat. Yes. Good for that guy. Always a class guy. Every team always spoke very highly of him to end like that. That's the way you want to go out. And now he's on dancing with the stars and he's considered the second least likely to succeed on the show. The odds are He's the second worst. Is it really? So, is the, is he, yeah. And, and who was first? Rick Perry? Oh, is Rick Perry on this was, one? I thought he, he was, was on the last No, he one. was on before. But I'm just saying, was oh, yeah. he the worst of ever, all time? Or are you just oh, saying I within this lineup? Within this one. Oh, they, gotcha, they released gotcha. the odds. And I, I couldn't help but notice that they listed him as the second worst. I have odds. to admit. You're going to have to forgive me, John. I don't know who else is dancing on Dancing with and, the Stars. And I've never seen the show, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able I to will. Help. I will also confess, I have seen the show. Well, you do because you're a pop culture yeah. columnist and you keep your finger on the pulse of important things like David Ross appearing on Dancing yeah. with the Stars. No, John, I, I hear the sarcasm. I get a it. Little bit. I hear the no, condescension. But, but I, I am impressed by your ability to yeah. integrate pop culture then, with baseball. And then take it and like, what baseball team is like this year's Dancing with the <laughs> they Stars? Are. There's not a lot of people out there that are crossing those two streams and and, and creating uh, 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 you could do a Ghostbusters thing with that stuff this still doesn't feel like a compliment John <laughs> okay let's move on to what's next which is the starting nine do you have starting nine. Do you have a starting nine because you know what I'm looking at the notes and it says yeah there's two blanks there so I have no idea what you're coming up yeah. with this time so here's the thing I was like I'm gonna be super clever Republicans released their new Obamacare repeal or tweak or whatever the heck they're doing Trump that'll care? never get past Trump care which is a terrible <laughs> name um and plus I think the sooner that let's just not put his name in stuff there's enough stuff around that has his name in it right. let's just put the stuff that's really just him um but anyway so I was like you know what we'll do is we'll do like a medical thing 
for that, okay. right? Like mm-hmm. players with like medical names. And I thought that's a really good idea, except that doesn't really work because I don't know. I don't know a lot of medical terms. I don't know enough to be able to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent five minutes on it, came up with nothing. So maybe it wasn't five, but it was at least five seconds. And I wasn't able to come up with one. So then I thought, you know what we'll do? Famous doctors. Okay. Famous. There aren't just, really that many famous doctors. And it's just that they have the word DR in front of their name, whether it's <laughs> physician or something they got in the mail. Yeah. I could have, you know what I could have done is just anyone with a DR in their name <laughs> or an MD. Easy. Yeah. That would have been good. Or DDS, like anyone yeah. with those initials. Mm-hmm. That would have been fun, actually. All right. Well, I can't do that now because we don't really have the time. But uh, how about this? Uh, body parts. Oh, so we uh, you didn't do the famous doctors. I, so this was, I didn't, this was round three? I didn't three. do famous doctors because there aren't any. Okay. So then I came with body parts. Body parts. And I figured there's something there, right? Like some of these body parts are covered by people's insurance and some aren't. Ready? Okay. Brad Hand. Brad Hand, that's a good one. Got to start. Right? That, that's just, it's, oh, go ahead. Solid, right? Ben Zobrist. <laughs> Wrist. Okay, I like that one. Or Zobe. Your Benzo. I don't know. That's good. Uh, Shin Su Chu. Shins, <laughs> right? Yeah, this might be my favorite one so far because they're all yeah. good. Madison Bumgarner, <laughs> right? Got to get that bum checked out. Yes, you do. All right. You know, speaking of getting things checked out, Got to get that Yadier Molina checked out. <laughs> yeah. It might be it might be benign, but you want to know. That's a good one. I like it. Okay, uh, it does. It deteriorates a little bit here, John. I, I admit. So we got Matt Bush. <laughs> That's more of like your gynecological thing, right. which That's I don't know how ladies. that stuff works. Yeah, one for the ladies, exactly. And here's another one that can be for the ladies, depending on their personal interests. Uh, Marcus Simeon. <laughs> That's more for the guys, though, I guess. Well, it depends on the guys. It depends on Who the knows? guys, yes. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's, it's, you know, it's a brave new world, John. Um, and then we got the easy ones, uh, Bartolo Colon. Okay, yes. And if you're, do, if you're talking about colognes, you know you're talking about Albert Pujols. <laughs> and you were worried about people crying out about your, your, your film. We're going to get <laughs> phone calls and letters. The FCC is going to be all over us on this one. We're gonna get negative reviews on Amazon. Right. We're gonna we're gonna actually have people who take away their listens. Also, here's the thing about Amazon. Hey, people who are leaving Amazon reviews, a three star review is considered a bad review. Mm-hmm. If you love the film, please don't give it three stars. Please give it at least four. That's all I have to say. And it's out of five, correct? Total five. Yes. I don't think that that I don't think it should be that way. I think three stars like some people are just like oh this was good right like this product that i bought at amazon this i got this new swiffer thing it was good it's three stars and i I, but the the thing about that that's so tough especially as it pertains to films is that usually that's subjective you know somebody's five star film is another person's one star film so you know oh yes and then it's like but also it's like you never know what they're basing it on so some people would be like well i didn't like the bad language so i gave it one star like well wait but what it's like the, the, the acting was phenomenal. The characters right. were great. The story was fantastic, but the language killed it for me. Yeah, one star. Those five bad words killed it. Come on, people. And this is not just for my film, though actually that's all I care about. But there are other things that applies to that 
I'm talking about now in order to make it seem less like I'm just talking. What about else myself. are you selling on Amazon? Um, no, just my other film. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't get bad reviews on my other film. That's not true. I got one bad review that said that it was obviously a uh, Koch Brothers funded uh, thing. Really? Oh my gosh, John! I wish. Can you even imagine getting funded by those guys? Yeah, you would Oof. have a big budget for that. We were very much not funded by the Koch right. Brothers. <laughs> Maybe they dropped a 20 on their way to their limo and you picked it up. And you know what? It was, it's, the budget was more than that. But that, that 20 bucks would help. That's true. 20 bucks would help. Well, it's nice. a road film. So whenever you have a road film, it, that, there's money being spent there. So whenever you're on well, they, the go. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, it's actually kind of a compliment for someone to say. High, yeah, high, high production. Like, values. look, this was like clearly funded by the Koch brothers. Right. If there's a coach, lot of. Is it Koch or Coach? Coke Brothers. Coke? Yeah. Coke Brothers? Come on. Coke Brothers. That sounds like a 70s thing, like a couple of wrestlers from the 70s. I don't know. So next up. What are we talking about? uh, We're moving in. No, I got a better joke. It sounds like like some bad guys on a bad episode of Miami Vice. (laughs) The Coke Brothers. All right. Okay, there we go. Let's move on to the preseason previews. We've covered the AL, uh, AL West and NL West. Now we're moving on to the AL East. And these are projections from fan graphs that uh, we're going to just, you know, shoot the breeze about. Yes. So, and, you know, I feel like I feel like the last couple of weeks we've actually kind of gone through these a little too fast. Is it just me? The, li- like the listeners saying, like- no, no, you probably were paced just about right. I feel here's the thing, though, right? What octave am I hitting there? Here's the thing. Like, we keep coming up a little short. I think we have, like, this old, like, speed built into our into our podcast. Well, we, t- we took out a, an extra segment, which I think really has helped. Uh, there's one I don't even remember thing. what the segments I, were anymore. Well, we had that clubhouse thing. That one we went on. Oh, we the three to, up, three down. The three don't up, three down. The, and then there was this old the, clubhouse. This old clubhouse. And I think we clubhouse. spent, like, eight minutes talking about the twins. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we can't do that again. To be fair, we were right. That was a terrible team, <laughs> and it needed to be flipped. And it wasn't really, but they did get a new job. Yeah, the three manager, up, three so. down is out. So that took yeah, another, right. you know, that was another five to eight minutes that we were spent talking about that. Well, maybe not. Fair that. enough. But I, I think, you know, speed is good. You know, if we can get this in, in the 45 Well, now minutes. I've dragged it out on purpose, John, or on, on accident. And so it seems like it was on purpose. And we can just do our normal speed that we've been doing. I right. think the producers are giving us that elongate sign with the hands, pulling like pulling taffy. The one where they're, pulling, they're running their finger yeah. across the neck. like Well, that's the like cut. I think they're doing the, the, like pulling taffy. You know how they do that to keep yes. going, keep going. Yeah, stretch it, it out, out. Stretch it out. Yeah. So we've stretched that segment out enough to hit, you know, we're at 30, 31, 32 And with minutes. gold. Yes. That was gold taffy right oh, there, John. That was golden. That was one for the ages. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this week is the AL East, and we're going to talk uh, shockingly that the Red Sox are in the number one position. AL East, John, more like AL most. The, the, the best of the best? That's the best division in baseball. It, Every team in this division is projected to finish with a 500 or better record, and it's bizarre to look at this when you when you see uh, the you know the the way it stacks out is you know the, the Orioles at 81 and 81, Yankees at well just 81. So you got 81, 81, 82, 86, 93 wins uh, for the Yankees at the bottom. Orioles, Yankees and Orioles with 81, Rays with 82. 
Blue Jays with 86 and Red Sox with 93. I kind of agree with the obvious being the Red Sox, but the rest are interesting. The Blue Jays have definitely, I think, are down a notch from where they were last year. The yeah. Rays are up a notch from where they were last year. The Orioles, I, every year they keep throwing hate at the Orioles, and every year the Orioles are in con- contention, not just for a wild card spot, but for the division. Yeah, they do send, uh, tend to beat the projections, uh, kind of like the Royals used to do a bit. And the Giants, and I think that's the Bochi and, the and yeah. Showalter effect with, with both yeah. of those. So that proves that... Some of it's just luck, though, right? Wasn't it the Orioles... A couple of years back, they had like a 32 uh, one, one, one run victories, something like that. Yeah, like it was like really improbable. Right. Like in baseball, it's really one, one, one run games are really toss ups. Anyone can win for the most part. I mean, obviously, there's exceptions where it was like a three run lead and then it was someone hit a two run home run and then it's just a one run lead. So that game was more likely to be won by the team with. Well, and usually, you, if you're three. 500 on those, it, you're you're doing pretty good. But when you have, right, generally speaking, it's going to go 500 or you know a little bo- a little more. Yeah, and I and and they were like uh, uh, 32, 32 yeah. one one run win games, I think. And yeah. and uh, I think the comfort behind element is a big part of it. And they came from behind in quite a few games that year as well. Yeah, and the Rangers did the same thing last year, and then. You know, it was like, wow, look at this miracle team. And then they hit the playoffs and it was just like, well, you don't really have any pitching. And so you lose. Anyway, so we got the Red Sox at 93 games. Uh, now, they they did sort of uh, I was listening to someone. I mean, it was one of the chats. They're talking about how taking David Price out of that drops them down to more like 89 games. But he is supposed to pitch most of the season. So 93 games. Great offense. Maybe the second best offense in baseball. Certainly one of the top three or four uh, with the Astros, Rangers, Blue Jays probably are in there. Rockies too. Well, I'm thinking just the American League. But yeah, yeah. Rockies always. Yeah, Rockies always. Um, but that's a great offense. And, you know, Chris Sale and David Price and Rick Porcello and whatever it is they're going to cobble together with their fourth and fifth starters. The bullpen I'm not uh, super excited about. Uh, Kimbrell looks like he's on his last legs. Uh, Thornburg is a nice pickup, but he's already a little injured this spring. I don't know. Carson Smith's supposed to come back from his elbow mm-hmm. woes. In um, I think uh, Kimbrell's issue is that that awkward uh, stance he has before he starts the windup. As he gets older, he's not going to be able to crouch down like that. He's going to start to feel yeah. that. It's just one of the right because weirdest... when you get older, it's like crouching. That's yeah, like, oh, like, so yeah. much energy. Yeah, he's going to grow. You can hear him groaning like a tennis player every time he <laughs> sets up to look at signs. But uh, the Blue Jays, though, I, you know, the whole Bautista saga and the Encarnacion, uh, whether you know Encarnacion winds up taking the same amount of money uh, that he was offered by. Uh, the, yeah. the Blue Jays, uh, and it just well, Encarnacion actually wound up on the the, the right side of the equation because he signed so early. Yeah, uh, and uh, it created a, a a little bit of a issue for the Blue Jays because they lost a significant bat there, and I don't know. If, well, I think they they made some bad moves. I think they misread the market. I think I they thought they couldn't afford Encarnacion and Bautista. And then they signed Kendris Morales for a three-year deal. Right. Come on, and that, guys. That screwed them right there for yeah. re-signing Encarnacion. 
Yeah, and then last year they signed Smoke to an extension. Like, why? That's a replacement level player. Why would you ever consider? And they gave him an extension. Like, come on, guys. And I think that that management was brought in to cut money. And so, like, well, what are you doing extending Smoke? But I think when they saw that they had misread the market, they were like, all right, well, we can actually get Bautista, but now we just got to figure out where to put Steve Pierce and Mm -hmm. some of these other guys are just, it's going to be a bit of a mess for them in the field, I think. Um, But, you know, they have good pitching. They don't have any great starters, but they have good uh, Estrada, Hap, and um, Stroman. That's a strong, solid, those are all good number two pitchers, you know. They don't have that ace. They got a really nice bullpen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Eighty six <clears throat> well, about Sanchez right. Sanchez could be there. And Aaron, I guess Aaron Sanchez is sort of their their, their ace, their, right? But the, he might not pitch two hundred innings, right? And he's he's they're waiting for that that emergence of him to be that top notch superstar. Yeah. So we'll see. But he's again like another number two, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, like but he's I wouldn't, an ace. I wouldn't mind having three or four number twos. Four number twos is a great way yeah. to go in, or four three twos and a three and mm-hmm. like that's a good that's a good starting rotation yeah, too many Plus too many teams offense. too many teams wind up having uh two or three fives that yes. uh, wind up hurting you tremendously and painting them like they're twos and threes and usually is, those the, uh, what's happening now more and more is that your number five is a 36 year old former uh ace that they're you're you're paying him you know 12 million a year for a year to, right. for the veteran presence but that doesn't equate to a whole heck of a lot. Bench presence is much more important from a, a, a Chase Utley type. They're going to have yeah. a much bigger impact uh, on a team than a than a number five 36-year-old has been. Like, for example, Ivani Gallardo with the, with the Mariners. I don't think he's going to have a huge impact uh, in the number five spot. But, yeah, we'll, we'll, well see. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a terrible pitcher. And I don't know. That's one of the worst transactions of transactions of the offseason. That was bizarre that they traded for him, especially giving up Seth Smith. Seth Smith's a good mm-hmm. piece. Uh, he was he was but, one of their most reliable players last year. Yeah, I mean, I I think you're really going to start to see less of these contracts to like a you know Gallardo, and you're going to again less. We've talked about this a couple times for those of you who care or, or even paying attention or whatever. Um, the, the middle class in baseball is going to continue to be pushed out. It's going to be pushed down to lower-end guys, younger guys. The league is getting younger. They're bringing up players younger. They, you know, they, it's cheaper. And then you can afford to pay the bigger guys bigger money, but the guys in the middle wind up getting shorted. And it happened this offseason with you know Chris Carter. Chris Carter had 42 right. home runs. Right, and nobody wanted He got a $3 million part-time deal with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. He almost signed in Japan. That's... And yet, that's crazy, but it's a it's a market that's correcting itself. You know, and Pedro constantly. Alvarez is still out there, and that's a solid other, player, yeah, along with so, several other players that are still. Uh, yeah. Not that Ryan Howard is is a must have, but you know these are big bats that ten fifteen years ago these guys were being paid big money to come. Yeah, you know, for the home run power, and we're seeing. I think you know with the Mike Trout extension early on, paying the big dollars and. I think Bryce Harper's just holding out for a huge, huge payday. But I think it makes more sense to pay these younger players on the front end than it does on the back end because you're not getting oh, yeah. the value at all. 
Well, that's the thing is a lot of these agents now are starting to figure out that you shouldn't do an extension unless you're basically getting market value. But like the Evan Longoria deal, like that's still ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He's still getting like $12 million a year. Guy should be getting paid $20 million a year. Mm-hmm. But he signed that long extension, very team-friendly. Here's the thing. Teams will continue, unless you like, like self-combust or you know whatever your arm falls off, Teams are going to keep paying you thinking you might be as good as you once were. Well, where so, I think that makes sense, though, is if you have a, you know, and this doesn't happen anymore, but you have a player that stays with the franchise for, you know, 15 years. And then you, yeah. you're like, I'm going to I'm going to pay him for the value that he delivered early on in his career. But then you have someone who leaves in their age 34, 35 season looking for a four year deal. Yeah. And I just don't I don't understand from a financial perspective how that makes sense. It just to me, I would much rather have someone in their 27 to 32 year frame and pay them that kind of money versus somebody whose best years are behind them. But yet you're paying for, I guess, star value and the potential that they may have. I mean, look at A-Rod, you know, two seasons ago, he had a great year in his age 39 year. So people were like, well, man, maybe we can catch lightning in a bottle with 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 somebody in the same situation. I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me to pay. No other sport does that that way. Yeah. You don't see anybody paying, you know, an, an, someone in their mid to late thirties the biggest contract of their career. You just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, you're always going to get an exception where it works, like Rich Hill. I think that that. Well, know, that's because Dodgers, he didn't. Like that he didn't contract. pitch. <laughs> he didn't right. log the innings early he on. Suddenly in his became one of the best pitchers in right. baseball. Right. And so he needed to be paid accordingly. But I think you're going to start seeing a lot more of the stuff like Bautista thinking he was going to go out into the market and get, you know, six years, $30 million. And what did he get? One for 18, something like that Oof. with an option. Oof. Well, he, and then and that and was I was generous. reading too that they said uh, uh, there was Jeff Bassan from uh, Yahoo Sports was saying that he had a, a deal on the table for, uh, I think it was three years, $50 million. Like, well, why didn't he take that? And the, 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 yeah. the comment was that this was a better fit for him. Well, I think the I think that again, we're, t- we're talking about like, even if he has a bad year this year, someone's still gonna throw 12 million at him mm-hmm. the next year, mm-hmm. right? They're gonna because th- maybe he'll have a good season. Because I think that teams are, are still reluctant to give up on players, which they probably shouldn't. They probably shouldn't just give up on players. But I think they're gonna start driving prices way down, like with Chris Carter. Like, I think they're gonna say, like, Look, you yeah, you hit a lot of home runs, but you cannot play first base. Mm-hmm. You are a terrible first baseman. All you can do is hit from the right side of the plate. That's all you can do. You are worth $3 million. Right, and then you're not a platoon. You, you, you don't pl- platoon the DH. You know, that, right. that second, you can't platoon it, but that player has to have value at another position. Right. And if they don't have value at another position and he doesn't at first base, you do not, you don't carry two DHs. You just don't. Right. So there's no yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I think David Ortiz is I think is not want to say the last of the breed, but I think you're he, him and like Victor Martinez, the guys where they just won't play the field unless they're in an NL park like that. You're going to see less and less of that mm-hmm. because there's you, you know what you want a guy who can you can play it first and you can play it third and you can stick him in the outfield for a couple games to give someone a rest and get that bat in the blah blah blah. And I just think that. You know, the, I think the Blue Jays have a solid offense, but I think they made some. I think they misread the market yeah. more than anyone uh, this offseason. Yeah, they jumped the gun really fast in signing Morales. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think it lost them in Carnacion. I think they would have been a better team if they had signed in Carnacion and then a couple other pieces and let Bautista just go wherever he was going to wind up, even if it means him doing one of those June signings mm-hmm. or whatever, where they no longer get their uh, whatever their first round draft pick compensation. Yeah, well, he made the huge mistake uh, that, that Lorenzo Kane, I think, just made too by saying, you know, Kane's entering is, I think he's going to be 31 or 32 uh, during yeah. the season and saying that he wants a six year contract. Yeah. That's going to pose problems but for see, him. But see, he's, he's a middle class player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people are going to go like, well, you know what? You're, you're a really good player, but well, the Royals are not going to want to do what they did with Alex Gordon and sign someone to a long-term contract. Yeah, because they were, you know, they've been in the family for so long, and then you wind up not getting value in year one of that contract. He stunk up the joint last year. Yeah, that is an interesting team to watch this year, though. They have some pieces they could trade. Oh, that they could really. I they will be very smart to unload a majority. I, mean, I think they have four. They're four. Four of their starters, Mustakis. Uh, Kane, uh, Escobar, and um, uh, what's Hosma. Yeah, all yeah. four of them will bring in a haul if they're truly committed to. Uh, if they're a 500 team, they're not going to spend the money to keep those guys. That would be stupid yeah. to do that. It'll be interesting to see. But that we'll, we'll yeah. talk about them when we get to their preview. If we do, John. If we, if we, if we ever get far. through this one. If, we, if our ratings don't tank before that. Okay, so the Rays we have at 82 mm. games. I don't buy that. I, they always do well in the in the projections. I don't know why. This is. I just don't think this is a good team. They got a lot of this. You know, um, I like uh, uh, platooning, and they've got some interesting platoon situations out there. I just don't think that that pitching staff all the way through is enough. No, still young. You know, I like Odorizzi. I like. Uh, I love Chris Archer, but. Yeah, Archer Are has worried? to have a much better season than last yeah, year. Yeah, he has to have a 2015 and not a 2016 because 2016 was kind of grotesque. It was. Like, what did he lose? 18, 19 games, something like that. Yeah, it was. That was not a. That, that was not good pitching. And normally, I don't say like, "Oh, the pitcher got a loss," but he was bad. Yeah, he had a lot of walks like, early on, uh, and he yeah. was picked by a lot of people to win the Cy Young last year. And that, yeah, that. and I see in fantasy teams are still uh, players are still saying like. Yeah, this guy is an ace. This guy is being priced like an ace. And I don't know, man. Uh, too too rich for my blood. I'd rather put some money on someone else. And uh, Well, what about your, your nemesis, the Yankees? Well, I think the Yankees have a, have a good team. I mean, they have the second best closer in baseball, arguably the best closer in baseball, Arolis Chaplin. Cha- Chaplin, whatever. It's late. <laughs> it's late on the East Coast. Um, Batansis is great. I just don't think they have the starting pitching. I think they have a very good offense. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be top half in the American League offense. Like, you know, Yankee Stadium sort of bumps up offense a little bit, but they have a nice setup. Man, do they have a great farm system. I carumba. Great farm system. They and they're going to have money coming uh, into the 2018-2019 free agent class too. So they'll be getting some big numbers off the books. A-Rod's numbers will be off the books after this season. Sabathia, I think this is, is, is this the last year of Sabathia's contract? Oh, man, I don't know. One of the worst extensions yeah. ever signed in baseball, other than the A-Rod extension. <laughs> Which did not work out too well. Yeah, sometimes you just got to say, you know what, you're going to opt out, thanks, bye. But they do have a young, a lot of young players that are major league ready now, and the, the, the trades that they made, they restocked. 
Not that they ever, yeah. you know, they, since they restocked, they just made their farm system that much deeper. Well, yeah, I mean, they they got like you know two top twenty players in the when they traded Miller and mm-hmm. uh, and Chapman last year, and, and they got one of them you back, know, you know, and then just brought Chapman back, yeah. So um, the but Glaber Torres and uh, Clint Frazier, like, oh man, those mm-hmm. are and plus Aaron Judge. I don't think Aaron Judge is gonna work out too good. It looks like he has a strike zone problem. Remember, he was on my team in the uh, in our fantasy league and. I had to give him up as part of a trade that seemed unbalanced at the time or whatever. And uh, I didn't have a problem giving him up because it looked like his swing is too big. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's going to love that big power, but if it doesn't ever connect with the ball, then yeah, a lot of strikeouts. <laughs> then it's just Chris Carter. <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of strikeouts, not a, not many walks. I think he hit around yeah. the Mendoza line when he was up. Yeah. Uh, but they not thrilling. Yeah, but you know, you never know. A year or two down the road, he could be a different story. A little more seasoned, yeah. a little bit more. Developed. And of course, Gary Sanchez, you know, hot young catcher. Finally, you know, he's been their top uh, prospect, one of the top prospects for I don't know three or four years. Mm-hmm. And I almost got tired of hearing his name. Like, oh, he's one of those when you keep hearing about, hearing about, and then it's just like, oh no, they're actually they just disappear. You know, who's that guy for the? For the the Angels, that was so good. The shortstop, I can't remember his name. But it was, everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, this guy's got like Woodruff or something." Uh, or she don't even know. Anyway, he was like, "Oh, this guy's gonna be the next thing. He's gonna be the next A Rod." And then he just couldn't hit big league pitching. Mm-hmm. So, but Sanchez came up, set a bunch of records, almost won Rookie of the Year. And yeah, no, it's gonna be hard for him to, uh, you know, keep that level for a full. Oh, season. he won't keep that level. He'll, it'll pull, it'll uh, regress, but it's a, that's a really good player, you know? Yeah. And then you mix in like Greg bird. I like Greg mm-hmm. bird a lot. Um, and then, uh, you know, again, their middle infield is just, I mean, right now it's what Gregorius and Castro, mm-hmm. right. But, and Headley is the Headley's third. Yeah. Third. Yeah. But like, again, Glaber Torres, um, who else is the Mateo, uh, they have Jose Mateo. This is a guy who's stealing like 70 bases a year in the minors. Like they have some really cool hitters coming. I don't know. I think they have a couple pitchers, right? They have that Caprellian. But anyway, they need pitching. Yeah. That's to me, that's the big problem with this team is they need pitching. And I think that's why they're pegged for 81 wins. And they're going to go out and get Bryce Harper when he's available. <laughs> Damn 50 million a year. Probably. And then the Orioles, I think they're the same team as they were last year. Mediocre pitching, great offense. Great bullpen, and that's eighty-one wins. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see. They, they they always have a tendency to rise above uh, the the expectation to well, the point. Last year, no, not last year, but two years before, yeah. they they certainly that's did. True. I did not expect them to do as well as yeah. they did. Uh, what was it? Two years ago? That I mean, Show Walter's one of my favorites. Yeah. I mean, that's he's, he's exceptional. But I see, I really do see this as an eighty-one win team, like it. They're going to win games, but part of the problem, of course, is that they're in a tough division. Yeah, they're you know it's not like they're in the Central Division where they get to play the White Sox and the Twins and the Royals, who will probably give up halfway through the season. And yeah, the fact that they play each other so much is going yeah. to they, it's they kind of beat each other up. Yeah. Okay, let's move along. So we do keep this. Up. We spent a good nine minutes on that. We did it. We stretched it out, we man. Did. Let's bang through these extra, extra innings, innings and we'll go home. Uh, this is our uh, look at what's going on outside the baseball world. 
That's right. And we have a few things up. I'm going to kind of flip these up over to you for your commentary. So Tony Romo on the block. Well, I'll take the first one, and then you take the next one, John. I'm not going to even attempt the next one. You're going to take the next one, John. Okay. That's the only reason why I put it on the list. Okay, I'll, I'll, give, it a, I'll give it my best shot. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get to people who are like, oh, my gosh, what are they talking about? As if there's anyone who's made it this far besides me listening to it later on to see how annoyed I am with my own voice. All right, so Tony Romo's on the block, uh, on the trade block, out of Dallas. Uh, what's the name of the guy there? Da- Prescott? Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Out of nowhere, great player, led the team to a playoff loss, but still they did much better than anyone thought they would with uh, Tony Romo. He got injured, tends to break this collarbone, right? He's got a yes, his back, his collarbone. Yeah, I know. Does he just not know how to throw the ball away? It seems like he gets he holds the ball a little too long. When you're older, aren't you supposed to get like better at that stuff? Supposed to, yeah. You're supposed to be protecting yourself as much as possible. Maybe he's just I fragile. I think he'd be a good fit somewhere, though, right? Like, Oh, he's definitely going to find a home. I think it's... Like, I think he makes a mediocre team above mediocre. Well, Houston, the Jets, and the, the Bears seem to be where people are saying he would be a, a nice fit. Uh, yeah, you can work out where... You can pick where you want to get traded to, and we'll trade you there, except for the Redskins. Right. Wouldn't want to send him to the arch nemesis. Yeah. Yeah. I think they don't have to worry about the Giants, and then do the Eagles have a quarterback that they yeah like? they Carson Wentz the, the oh right yeah 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 so they wouldn't want him anyway no. so it's don't don't go to the Redskins fair enough anyway that's really not that interesting I'm not sure why I put it on there let's move on to the next one let's John. move on to the Khabib Nurma Jamadev I have no idea how to pronounce that you may I, it's, his <laughs> UFC match was canceled due to a medical issue and I think you probably have nothing else to say about this I just wanted to hear you say it man <laughs> so Khabib I saw that Nurma name Gomadov. and it broke my brain and I thought you know what I'm gonna make John say that no, on the show Nurma Gomadov. Khabib Nurma well, it reminds Gomadov. me of uh, an office space right yes right? Not, they're not gonna work here anymore yes. <laughs> so we we don't know why we don't really care we just eh, wanted to say medical issue medical issue and then this next one, I'm going to stumble on this one, too. I think it's Adelaide confirms marriage. No, you oh, know oh, who this oh, is. Oh, Adele. Adele. Okay, yes. Adele. So she's is she marrying the father of her child? I don't know. Here's the thing that I, I'm looking forward to, the divorce. <laughs> yeah. Because that's going to be a great album. Yes, it will be. You think about, yes, that's true. That right? Because remember what happened to Chris Martin when he married uh, Gwyneth Paltrow? Mm-hmm. Like all his songs became about like, oh, my steak was undercooked. And like, oh, you know, like, oh, I don't know if I like wearing linen pants. <laughs> well, let's just hope that the marriage was for love and not money and not for the pending divorce and the divorce album, the divorce album. Well, the divorce album the will make her a lot of money. The prenup agreement says he, he doesn't get any of her money except for what she makes off the divorce, divorce album. album. Well, that, that, so he's got to hold on as much as he can. He well, will be rich beyond the dreams of avarice. Yeah. She she made, what, $87 million, something like that last year? Yeah, she's a fantastic singer. Yeah, fantastic. She's fantastic. one of the few non-problems in the music industry. And she's a genuine person. I like the fact that she cusses like a sailor. And she, and yes. during the Grammys, when she was doing the tribute song to George Michael, that she was like, no, 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 this is not, we've got to start over. That, that was like real. Well, no, performers usually don't do that. And she's like, no, I yeah. owe it to him to get this right. And yeah. she's, she's pretty phenomenal. And in George Michael news, not in our list here, 
but confirmed died of natural causes. Oh. One of the single greatest musicians and performers uh, that I've known, and it's not really my kind of music, but is the first concert I ever went to was Wham. That you've known? Did you like in like personally knew him? Or? No, I don't know oh, him. Okay. Look, I'm maybe, trying to make this a thing, John. I thought John. you met him in a park in a Dumb men's room or that. something. I do know that restroom though. I've been there, but during the day and because he anyway. was because of his, his his celebrity, you went to check it out. No, I just I know that restroom. Okay, and it, you, sometimes sure, I have to sure go to the bathroom, sure and I was there okay. once during uh-huh. the day. Uh-huh. It's it's a nighttime thing. You, that thing he was. Did doing. you feel the essence of George Michael? John, we're running out of time. Let's go on to the next. Okay, one. finally, <laughs> uh, last of the week, uh, last of. Last extra innings of this week is yes. Uh, okay, I'm just let, let me just I'll read it. what it says. It says I'll this it. week we celebrate yeah. International Women's Day. Yes, because International Women must be celebrated at least once a year. <laughs> at least once a year, especially by <laughs> foreigners. That's all I have. I don't really care. I think this is a silly thing. So on that note, women should be celebrated every, every day. day. Let's, Let's celebrate international day. women and national women. It's condescending. You know what it makes it sound like? It makes it sound like, oh, we gave you a day. Here's to you, international women. Yes. International women uh, being featured at International House of Pancakes. And on that Get note, your free pancakes. And on that note, I'm going to go eat dinner. Oh, hey, that sounds like a great idea. Talk to you next week. Right, go do something else. Okay, bye.